Hey guys, Charlie here. I'm doing a self-recorded podcast today. I'm not interviewing anyone. Tune back next week for another interview. Today, I wanted to really get you guys ready for what I, I believe to be uh, the fall. You know, August is coming around, which I believe schedules will start getting a little bit more organized. We've been kind of in a chaotic season, really, for just the last four months. Um, I mean, if you think back, I know we closed the gym March 20th. We were closed for two months. We reopened May 18th. And now here we are, you know, almost in, in August. So the better part of four, almost five months, most of us have just been in this new normal when it comes to schedule. And I really believe that so much of fitness and nutrition is dictated by your schedule. And so if you have really not had a lot of structure to your day, some of you are still working from home. Um, if you haven't had a report to a specific location, your hours are kind of all over the place, then it's probably affected your routine. And so I, I you know, with schools opening back up in a few weeks, and just the fall is, is, is upon us. Um, and I know things are definitely not going back to normal, but there is going to be a little bit more opportunity to structure your day. So that's really what I want to focus on today. I want to encourage you guys to create a plan and really to really execute that plan. And so I'm going to spend a little bit of time today talking about nutrition and just overall organizing your life to help you get into a, a healthy lifestyle, a healthy schedule. So the first thing, you know, every time I talk about nutrition, I always encourage people that if you have not been food journaling, I would encourage you to food journal for at minimum the next two weeks, right? Just to, what I believe that food journaling does is it just opens your eyes to what you're consuming. And so it's a lot like a budget. If you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, and one of the things he has you do is create a budget in his seven baby steps. And anytime that you look at where you're spending your money, it exposes some of those gas station purchases or restaurant purchases or Amazon purchases. It pretty much just shows you, hey, you're probably spending money in some areas that you should be, should not be. And so that's what food journaling does. So when you food journal and you put everything that you eat into an application like a MyFitnessPal, it's going to force you to face what you're eating every single day. So if you are having a little bit of sweets in the evening times or maybe you're having you know, soft drinks and you know you shouldn't be or maybe you are missing meals and your calories are low on certain days. You know, basically everybody's problems are different. And so I could paint out so many different scenarios and still not cover your exact issue. And so the important thing for you to do is to commit to at least two weeks, but I would actually encourage a month, right? If you could say, hey, I'm going to food journal for the month of August, you will find out in that month where your problems are, where your challenges are. Because most of the time, it's not that you're not intelligent enough to eat healthy. It's not that you don't know what to do. It's just the fact that you're eating things, you're putting things in your mouth that you shouldn't be. And when you food journal for a month or, you know, again, a couple of weeks, 
it's going to highlight those things. So you're going to see the content, the sugar, the carbohydrate, the calorie impact of those things. So that would be a, an immediate first step um, as you're starting to kind of revamp your schedule, recommit to a, a nutritional plan is to food journal. The next thing is just understand that carbohydrates are going to probably have more of a negative impact on body composition. So most of the people that are listening to this probably want to lose weight. And, you know, that's a large percentage of the population. Most people are carrying around an extra 15 to 75 pounds. And if you want to lose weight, you need to understand that the amount of carbohydrate you're eating is probably high. Now, does that mean that carbohydrates are bad? No, carbohydrates are great. There are very healthy forms of carbohydrate. And it's not bad to have them. But the problem is you're very likely eating too many of them. Now, how do you know if you're eating too many of them? Well, each carbohydrate is going to carry four calories per gram. So if I was to have an apple, and let's just say that apple, you know, medium-sized apple, had 25 grams of carbohydrate, then that means that that apple would have 25 grams times four, which is 100 calories. So I'm eating a 100-calorie apple. Now, the apple's not going to have any, hardly any protein, less than a gram. It's going to have hardly any fat. So it's a predominantly carbohydrate. Um, and it's a fruit. It's healthy, right? But this is the problem. So let's just say you ate 2,000 calories and 1,500 of your 2,000 calories came from carbohydrate. Well, that means 75% of your calories for the day are coming from carbohydrate, and that is too high. The other way that your body is going to get in calories is through fat and protein. And so there's a really great diet that uh, you know came out long time ago. Dr. Barry Sears came out with the Atkins diet. I mean, I'm sorry, the the zone diet. And the zone is intended to put you into a fat-burning zone, and it recommends having 30% of your calories coming from protein, 30% of your calories coming from fat, and 40% of your calories coming from carbohydrate. Now, if you have zero direction and knowledge of where you need to be, that right there is a great first step. Um, and the only way that you're going to know that, guys, is if you actually track it and you do the work and you put your food into an app. But for most people, you know, if you didn't want to do that and you just want to look at your plate, you want to make sure that you're eating some protein every time that you eat. You're eating some carbohydrate, preferably in the single ingredient form. So what does that mean? So carbohydrate in the single ingredient form would be fruit, vegetables, um, you know, healthy starches. Uh, so you want to have, and you want to have those in proportion to the amount of protein and the amount of fat that you have. So what would be an, a healthy fat? You could have an avocado. You know, if you scramble eggs, eggs have fat and protein in them. But you know, the only way to really understand the that part of nutrition is to actually food journal because you need to know what foods have carbohydrate. You need to know what foods have protein. You need to know what foods have fat. Back when I started, really I would call it my, my nutrition journey, um, was in 2003. 
So I started working out prior to that in the year 2000. I was 18 years old and I, you know, really didn't know what I was doing. Um, as far as working out goes, all I knew was that f football, back when I played football in high school, running was awful and it, you know, we, it was almost punishment. So if we, the coaches wanted to punish us at the end of practice, we'd have to run these 50 yard sprints in full pads. And I remember that being exhausting. So whenever I started my fitness journey, I just thought running was going to be the answer to weight loss. Um, I didn't really think about nutrition. What I did do that I thought was, you know, looking back now was really transformational was I cut soft drinks out and I was drinking a lot of soft drinks. Um, but really I didn't change much else in my diet. Three years go by and in 2003, I finally decided to get serious about nutrition. What I did for the next three years was tracked everything that I ate in a software. And back then, there was no iPhone, there was no applications. I put every single thing that I ate into my computer into a software called Lifeforms. So if you know I ate a granola bar, it was going in. If I ate, you know, uh, a cheeseburger, it was going in. I remember, I'll never forget this. This was somewhere in that three years, you know, somewhere from 2003 to 2005 or six. Um, at the time, Alicia, who's now my wife, was my girlfriend, and I remember on a Sunday we ordered a pizza, and you know I think she ate like one or two slices, and of course I can eat, so I ate the rest of it. And then about an hour and a half later, we went to TCBY. Now that you know, if you're in College Station, we don't have a TCBY anymore. But it was over there on University, kind of across the street from Fox and Hound that recently shut down. We go to TCBY and we get a blizzard. And, you know, we put, or I put as many toppings that I could come up with in that. Like just tons of candy bars that were crushed up. And in that sitting, in combination with the pizza, probably a three-hour window of time, I consumed 3,500 calories. And I felt awful. And maybe you've done that before. Uh, but I would have never known what I'd, the damage that I'd done as far as the numbers go if I hadn't put it in the computer. And I remember putting every single item into the computer. And it was just really eye-opening to me, first of all, how those calories add up, the difference. And I felt, again, I just felt terrible. And if you've ever done anything remotely close to that, you know what I'm talking about. But it was it was a great eye opener for me. And at that time, you know, again, I was like 23 years old. Um, and I, I did this because I felt so bad. I went up at the time I was, I had a gym membership to the Aggieland Fitness Dome and I went up to the gym and I got on the treadmill for like 45 minutes and ran and feeling awful. And I remember thinking to myself, I'll never do that again. And you know, th this just goes back to the, you know, the psychology, right? There's, there's so much to nutrition that exists within your head. Was I burning those calories on the treadmill? No, um, that's not how this works. You can't, you know, there's a saying, you can't outwork a bad diet. So in other words, if you're going to go work out after you eat terrible, it doesn't necessarily mean that you just offset. Doesn't matter how many calories you burn. Um, but more than anything, it's understanding 
what the nutrition is doing. In other words, like how many grams of sugar are you eating a day? How many grams of carbohydrate are you eating a day? How many grams of fat? How many grams of protein? The only way you can do that, guys, is by putting it into a application or some technology that's going to tell you that. Or you can write it down, just kind of old-fashioned. Just I've had plenty of clients do that who don't – this was especially popular before – iPhones, right? People would just write down what they ate and they'd look up the numbers and keep track of it. It's the same way as a budget. You know, if you really want to know where you're spending your money, you just got to go back and look at the bank statements or the credit card statements. And there's no way around that. And so that really is something that I would encourage you to do right now is, you know, as you want to improve your eating habits, is make sure that you're food journaling, tracking, looking at what kind of where you're at, but also having a balanced approach to how you eat. So make sure that you're eating carbohydrate, fats, and proteins. Don't neglect one of those. Um, most of the time, you're going to eat too many carbs. That's just where people land. It's way easier and it's way more convenient to eat carbohydrate. And probably, if, you know, for most people, they find the most joy in that. So those are going to be your snacks. Those are going to be the things that you predominantly want to put on your plate. Even when you make a meal at home, you're probably going to eat too many carbohydrates. I mean, anybody that's ever gone to a restaurant that serves table bread, I mean, they're just putting carbohydrates out. And then what are you going to do? You're going to do an appetizer that's probably a majority of a carbohydrate. And then what are you going to do? You're going to do an entree. It's going to have a lot of carbohydrate. And so it's constant, constant carbohydrates that are coming in. That's not going to support weight loss. Um, okay, so next thing I want to talk about is schedule. If you approach every single day and just hope to find time to work out or, you know, maybe prepare healthy meals or, you know, what people call meal prepping for the week, you're not going to find that time. The key to this is you need to create a schedule that includes the things that you want to prioritize in your life. So, you know, for me, exercise is really important. You know, and if you're listening to this, then I would argue that exercise is really important to you as well. And if you struggle finding the time to work out, especially over the last four to five months, because what has been affected is our schedules. Our schedules have been changed, um, whether you're, again, working at home or whether you now have different hours or maybe you got a new job. Your schedule is the, the thing that got affected big time. And what you have to do is anytime your schedules change, that's what's about to happen. That's why we're doing this podcast is you're about to go into a season that schedules are going to change, right? Maybe kids are going to go to school, which is going to help your schedule or structure your schedule. All that does is it gives you a, you know, a, a time that you can now say, okay, we're, I'm taking kids here or I'm, they're going to be gone here or this is when I can get these things done. Now is a great time to pencil in that time. Now for you know, for most people, if you're going to exercise, it's probably going to take more than an hour because you're going to either drive to a gym and then you're going to drive home. There's, you know, so it's important to pencil that in and create that, that space. Now, I don't know how your life is structured for a lot of people doing it early in the morning ensures that, that it gets done. Now I've met a lot of people that getting up early in the morning is actually the worst thing that they could do because they are not awake and they don't want to be woken up. And so for them, maybe later in the day, or maybe it's that mid morning time, or maybe it's at lunch, maybe it's in the evening, depending on your life, depending on all the things that you have going on, 
you need to find the time that makes the most sense for you. Once you've found that time, you just put it in your calendar. Again, if it, if it takes 15 minutes to drive to the gym and 15 minutes to drive to the home and you're going to work out for an hour, then you would block out 90 minutes. It would be in your calendar and nothing is going to go in that place. And this is where you have to also ask yourself, how many days a week do you want to do this? I believe that a workout every day is you know, a, a fundamentally very important for me. Um, it's going to be a game changer for me. If I can, you know, work out every day, it sets me up for success. Um, it's, it's gonna, you know, I tell people it's almost like my pill. Like, you know, some people got to take a pill to, to live, right? Some people that have, you know, maybe taking medications for various reasons and they got to have that medication. Well, for me, exercise is my medication. I, when I work out, it's like the world gets right again. Um, and so for me, I have to do that every single day. The only day I don't work out is Sundays. And so for me, Monday through Saturday, I'm going to find time in my day and really finding the time that doesn't interrupt or interfere with everything else that I have to do. I've got four kids. I'm married. I got a, a family. I'm owning, I own a business. I have responsibilities. I want to make time for reading and learning and growing. And so all those things have to work around this workout. And so for me, exercise is just such a high priority that it's going to be on my, on my calendar. I recognize that not everybody feels as passionately um, about their workouts as I do. So maybe for you, that could be like four days a week. I definitely think you should do three or more days a week. Um, I think that would be, you know, a direct a step in the right direction ultimately i do believe that working out every day would change your life um, but we got to get there you know maybe that's a goal that you have over the next year or the next 12 months or the next 18 months is to get to a point that you can work out every day but um it, nonetheless it's about scheduling it in now not everybody has to work out for an hour and not everybody has to go to a gym i think a lot of people learned over the you know last four or five months that you can work out in your home um, and that, you know, everybody was forced to do that for a period of time. So if you prefer pencil in a 30 minute workout in your living room, in your garage, then do that. You know, I mean, that's, I think the key is you just got to figure out the time and then put it in your calendar and, you know, don't let the alarm clock, um, you know, hitting the snooze button, I mean, on the alarm clock or, the TV shows or the, you know, the phone call or the, uh, you know, the Facebook or the Instagram, YouTube, don't let those things take away from the time that you've carved out for fitness. And it's so easy. You know, let's just say you have made 6 a.m. your time uh, and, and you're doing that in your home. Well, if you wake up at 5.45 and you start scrolling on Facebook or you start scrolling on YouTube, next thing you know, it's 6.30 because you've been looking at this for 45 minutes. There goes your workout because now you're, you know, you should be done by 6.30 or 6.45 and you got to start getting ready. And and that happens more often, right, than, than we'd like it to. So you just have to, once you decide hey, this is when I'm going to work out. You just make it a, a commitment. Um, and then the last thing that I want to talk about is just kind of your mindset. I think that everybody has to have a perspective on fitness that's healthy. So, you know, anytime you 
you discourage yourself mentally, just be aware that that's going to hurt your fitness journey. Um, and, and the only way to really combat that is to have somebody else speak into you. That could be listening to a podcast, right? The, you know, the Building Better People podcast has fitness journeys for, from people who work out every single week. You hearing one of those stories could be exactly what you need or maybe reading you know, an article that is uplifting and encouraging. I have a Facebook group. It's called You Can Be Fit. And if you want to join that group, um, just go to Facebook, search for it, and request to be added, and I'd be happy to add you to it. And I put out positive content encouraging content, things that I think would be encouraging for you. I also send an email out. Every Monday morning, you're going to get an email from me. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be uplifting. Every Wednesday, I feature an old podcast on my email list. If, you, if you're not on my email list and you want to be, then go ahead and you know send me an email and let me know, charlie at boomfitbcs, that you want to be added to my email list. Um, but you have to be filling your head with those positive things about exercise. Because if you're listening to the bad voices in your head, doesn't matter what comes, you could have the best trainer, you could have the best gym, you have the perfect schedule, but if you start listening to those voices, it's going to push you in the wrong direction. So guys, I am super proud of you. I know that you know, you're know you doing the work. If you've listened to this episode, it's 20 minutes that I've been talking now. It shows your commitment. I'm here to help. If you have any specific questions about nutrition, about fitness, don't hesitate to reach out to me. But guys, in the meantime, I know that the last few months have been really difficult when it comes to schedule, when it comes to exercise, when it comes to nutrition. Um, my hope is that here in the fall, as schedules start getting normal again, that you get your life back in order. All right, guys, take care. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.